0: Lock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Actually, this is not the Twilight Zone. This is what was I thinking with Jake Walden. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining uh, for another episode. Uh, Sorry I couldn't get one up last week. Uh, It was a busy week. Um, And Saturday, we got back uh, home from a beautiful wedding for my friends and the youth leaders here at uh, RAC, Stephen and Bianca Ross. So congratulations. It was a beautiful wedding uh, ceremony on Driftwood Beach in Jekyll Island and uh, everything was just great and wonderful and perfect, and we're so happy for them. Uh, I'm excited for today's episode. It's going to be good. Uh, Before we get into the main portion of today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about some things that we're thankful for, because this month, uh, you know, we should be thankful every month, but uh, this month people are uh, really focused on being thankful, and we're going to look at some of those things, so uh, let's do it. Folks, what are we thankful for? What are we thankful for? You know, a grateful heart is a happy heart. That's what uh, Junior the Asparagus said in VeggieTales. Um, let's look at this, the best church family. I have, I have to agree 100%. I love my church family so much, and I'm extremely thankful for them. Uh, man, the support system that they are to me and just the, the kind of people that they are, um, even as we continue to grow and, and more come in. I, I just love my, my RAC family. So I agree with that 100%. Uh, I'm thankful for my family, my friends, my cat, whose name is Mouse. I'm guessing it's Mouse. It's spelled M A U uh, S. And a whole lot of cheese. Uh, I am also thankful for a whole lot of cheese. The privilege and purpose of worship. I agree. I love to worship. I love what worship does. Uh, I'm glad that we uh, are able to do it. Someone said you, as in me, and I'm very thankful for you as well. Uh, Weather, L-O-L. Well, that depends on where you are. Right now, I'm very thankful for the weather in Georgia because it's finally starting to get cold. Um, And it's not just, it doesn't feel like summer anymore. I'm thankful for that. Uh, Thankful for my pastor and his family. Uh, I'm thankful for the opportunities that God gives us to show mercy. That is a good one. You know, I'm thankful when I receive mercy, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to show mercy. Uh, That truly is a beautiful, uh, honestly, life-changing thing. When you have uh, the, the opportunity to show mercy and you choose to show mercy, it's uh, it's something beautiful. So that's that's a great answer. Um, apostolic heritage uh, for my sweet great grandparents, grandparents, and parents who've always lived for the Lord. That's uh, that's a great answer. I'm thankful for apostolic heritage as well thankful for my family and church good answer Uh, being able to communicate with God I think it's just so cool uh, that it's not one-sided I agree with that 100% whenever I teach about prayer I always uh, emphasize that prayer is not one-sided when we pray we are communicating with God and if I'm talking to him uh, I'm going to expect him to communicate back with me and, and he does. Undoubtedly, he does. And that is a very awesome thing. So that's a good answer. Uh, I'm thankful for the MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, too, am thankful for the MCU. Um, I could deep dive on that answer. and I'm not going to. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, my sister said she's thankful for Darcy. That is her cat. Uh, Darcy is a boy name. Uh, after... Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. He's a pretty good cat. Uh, thankful for Taco Bell. Yes, I'm thankful for Taco Bell as well. Uh, as I said, I'm thankful for cranberry sauce. I'm not thankful for cranberry sauce. I hate cranberries, uh, or cranberry sauce, rather. I like cranberries. It doesn't really make sense, but I, I, I hate uh, cranberry sauce. It's disgusting. Um, the ability to have a job, even though being a teacher, is chaos right now. Uh, I can imagine that it is. I, I imagine working in a school right now is just a roller coaster uh, these days. And so, God bless you and God bless all our teachers. Um, Andrea said, I'm thankful for RAC. Me too, Andrea. I love you. Uh, dirt bikes. Yee yee. Um, I'm thankful for my family, my friends, and the talents God has given me. Well, that's a little conceited. Um, that's a little conceit, I'm just kidding. No. I'm, hey, I'm thankful for the talents that God has given you. You are you are sick, sir. Um, pumpkin pie. Amen. Uh, good podcast. Oh, I'm guessing that was directed at me. And friends. Yes, I'm thankful for my friends as well. Another you uh, with a heart beside it. And I'm going to say I'm thankful for you as well. And just I'm making a little heart with my hands right now um my church family yes again great answer and Kenobi well if you're talking about sir obi-wan Kenobi uh, yes I'm thankful for Kenobi as well uh, and all that he's done for a galaxy far far away um the physical ability to work yes that's that's a, a great thing it is a blessing to be able to work and so i'm thankful for that as well thankful for chick-fil-a amen always and forever thankful for chick-fil-a people who make quizlets okay that's a unique answer but hey you're thankful so that's good uh my dog and cat oh and fam L O L. O L. yes i'm thankful for my fam as well thankful for my pets animals who really they they are family uh living for the lord and family and friends amen uh thankful for my youth pastor current or my my previous youth pastor this is elena uh my current youth pastors my pastor's family and my family i love you elena um apostolic faith amen uh my life um Somebody said there was a, a time where they had battled uh, suicide, and thankful that God brought him out of that. Hey, that's that's amazing. Praise God. That's a great testimony. Um, and you know, God bless you. Uh, hey, let's let's talk about some things that I'm thankful for. Um, I didn't write anything down, but you know, I agree with a lot of those things. I'm thankful for my church family. I'm thankful for my family, my friends. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for uh, God waking me up this morning. I'm thankful for the mercy and grace of the Lord. And I want to say, uh, because just because of the way this weekend went and the way service was yesterday uh, at RAC, I'm so thankful for the way that the Lord pays attention and lets us know that He's paying attention. Uh, sometimes we can feel like, and I, I just feel like, I'm out here, you know, alone. And uh, what was that weird noise? Did anybody else hear that? I just going to say it was a rushing mighty wind. Um, I'm thankful that, uh, you know, God, you know, when we feel like it, it, it's, you know, nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody understands what I'm going through. And I feel like I'm alone in this. Uh, even knowing, like, okay, I know uh, I know God's with me. I know I, I even have people around me. But sometimes you still feel like nobody understands where I'm at or what I'm going through. And I don't know how to make anyone understand where I'm at or what I'm going through. And God just shows you, hey, I'm paying attention to you. And we'll just speak to you and just just show you things and give you confirmation of, hey, I've got you. And I'm, I'm paying attention to you. And, and a lot of you know what I'm talking about and I'm very thankful for that. I'm very thankful for a God that pays attention and shows us that he's paying attention and how much he loves us and how much he cares for us. Um, you know, I'm very thankful for that. And there are so many things to be thankful for. Uh, we need to have a grateful, thankful heart. It'll do you good. Uh, we need to learn how to be content and content doesn't mean I'm settling. Content is just thankfulness, gratefulness for the things that God gives us and provides for us. And uh, so I'm very thankful. Uh, I'm thankful for you all. And I'm thankful that we're about to get into a great uh, episode of What Was I Thinking? So hang on here and we're going to talk about uh, our shepherd today. All right, before we uh, get started Uh, with this, I'm sure that everybody is just dying to know what I got distracted by, uh, in the previous, uh, segment there. There was, as I was talking, there was a noise that sounded like this. So you can imagine why I was ready to throat punch the devil. Um, but upon further examination, it turned out to just be my book bag. It was sliding uh, into the floor, uh, and it made that terrible sound. So you probably won't even be able to hear it on the recording, but that's what that was, and I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being distracted. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd, or He should be. Let's look at Psalm 23. Most of us know at least this first verse here, but it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In today's world, in today's culture, uh, being called a sheep is not a good thing. Um, It has a negative connotation, usually indicating that the person being called a sheep or being called sheeple, as many say, is docile, compliant, easily influenced, basically mindlessly following. The herd without thinking. Now, there are groups of people like that today that mindlessly follow. Uh, it's just like wh- whatever this person says, whatever this group says, whatever this uh, celebrity says, whatever this organization says, whatever this, you know, movement says that that's that's gospel. That's, you know, they just fall in line. They don't ask any questions. There's a lot of that going on today. Now, I'm not. Going to get into it, but there's a lot of that going on today, and it's, it's not a good thing. Um, but when we look at being a sheep biblically, uh, sheep are mentioned more than 500 times in the Bible. Many passages and verses referring directly to the people of God as sheep. Psalm 103, Psalm 100, verse 3 says, uh, Know ye that the Lord, He is God, it is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. I want to be a sheep in the Lord's pasture. Uh, One of the biggest lies today that people believe, especially in the uh, the church world, the religious world, I guess you'd say, um, is that they don't need a shepherd. Uh, It's um, I'm my own shepherd my own master, you know, they want to say, uh, I have, you know, a relationship with God, but they don't want to be led by God. They want to say that God led them to something that God would never ever lead someone to. There's a lot of that that goes on today. People don't want a shepherd. They, they want to be their own shepherd. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I would, I would encourage you to go listen to, um, uh, an episode of Rate with Matthew Faircloth. That that podcast is excellent. I would encourage you to listen to this specific episode about uh, Satanism and what what it really is, um, because it's the mindset of "I'm my own shepherd" is dangerously close to the way that the Satanic Church thinks and teaches. Now, I know that sounds extreme, and I'm not just calling anybody Satanist. I'm just saying you better be careful. You need to take a hard look when you start believing I'm my own shepherd. I do things my own way. It's uh, it's a lie that people believe that, that get them out of the will of God today. Um, you need a shepherd. And I'm going to say this real quick. Let me add this in here, that... Uh, You need the good shepherd, you need the chief shepherd, you need the Lord as your shepherd. But you need an under-shepherd or a pastor. You need a pastor. You're not in the Word of God and you're not in the will of God if you say, I don't need a pastor in my life. That's wrong. Uh, Pastors are given by God. 1 Peter 5, um, I believe it's verses 1 through 4, uh, Peter says, he's saying to the elders, he says, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither being as lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. When the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not Away. The Lord said, I'm gonna give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You need a pastor. And you don't just need a pastor, you need your pastor. Your pastor. There's a lot of pastors today that I love to hear preach. They're my friends. I look up to them. They're they're amazing men of God. And and you know, I, I love them to death. But I need my pastor more than anything. I need to uh, be submitted to my pastor as he is submitted to God. That's biblical. And if you don't like that, then you can take it up with God because you need your pastor. You need to listen to your pastor. You need to get behind the vision of your pastor. You need to submit to your pastor as he submits to God. And that's that's just the order of, of, of uh, you know, that's the order of things that God has given us in the church. Sorry if you don't like it, but you need a pastor. You need that man of God uh, in your life. Um, so let's, let's look at Psalm 23 again and walk through these verses. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I was not always, not always uh, bright as a child. I was a smart kid, but sometimes I had my dumb moments. This was one of them because I used to think, why in the world would I not want the Lord? I would read it and say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That is uh, that. It confused me. I had to pray and fast about it as a young child. Uh, we hadn't went over semicolons and, and commas and stuff yet, so I didn't realize that it was saying, the Lord is my shepherd, semicolon, I shall not want. And that word in the Hebrew, ashar, it doesn't just mean want. It means lack. And so you can look at it as the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I'm not going to lack anything. And I love the way that it's written because it's not just that David was saying, I haven't lacked or that I don't lack. He's saying, I will not lack. I shall not want. God provided then, he'll provide now, or he's providing now, and and he'll provide in the future. As long as the Lord is my shepherd, I'm not going to lack for anything. I have what I need. I have the provision of my shepherd. In verse 2, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. I love uh, what it says, or uh, this this study, uh, sorry, I I looked into. I saw something about one time, and I looked further into it. If you look at green pastures, the green pastures that David was talking about would not have been this flat piece of land where there are cattle and sheep grazing over this just blanket of soft green grass. What you, what, what David would have been looking at is hills and dirt and dust and rocks. And that's where shepherds and sheep uh were at. But what's cool is and and uh, I don't want to get this wrong, but you can look more into it if you want to. But the way that the the breeze from the sea blows in in that that region, uh it it'll blow up against these piles of rocks where rocks are gathered together and and that moisture will run down and it'll sprout up. Green grass, and that's where you'll see the sheep eating right around the base of the rocks. That's where that's what would be considered green pastures. And uh, something else to think about is is that sheep, it says, you'll make me to lie down in green pastures. Well sheep eat standing up and don't normally lay down until they're content or filled uh, or full. And I love when you look at stuff like that because it makes me realize, I can be filled and satisfied and rest and be content even in a place that looks like wilderness and looks like there is no provision. But if I know where to look for my provision, come on somebody, I'm going to look to the rock. How about that <laughs> for my provision? That's some good preaching stuff right there. Even in a place that looks like there's no Provision. It looks like desert and wilderness. I've got everything that I need. That I can be full and content and satisfied, and I can rest. Amen. Verse three says, "He restoreth my soul," and thank God He does. He has restored my soul more than one time. It says, "He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake." I want to tell you that there is no path of righteousness where the shepherd doesn't lead. If the shepherd didn't lead you there, it's not a path of righteousness. If, if the shepherd is not walking with you on it, it's not a path of righteousness. And uh, the shepherd won't lead a sheep away from the flock either. I'll get more than that in a minute. Verse 4 uh, says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thank God that the shepherd is with us in every place, in everything, in every season, even in the valley of the shadow of death. But I want to focus on that rod and that staff. The rod is a straight, heavy, club like device used by shepherds to protect their sheep from wild animals. It's used to count sheep and it symbolizes uh, protecting and defending. The staff, this is the tool that a lot of people picture in their minds when they picture a biblical shepherd, they'll, they'll picture them holding this tool. But the staff is a long, stick like tool with that curve at the end but it's used by shepherds of biblical times to guide and correct the flock and it symbolizes guidance and protection or uh, correction rather but listen if, if you're riding down the road right now and you're stuffing your face with french fries and you're not really paying you know if i'm just background noise right now turn your volume up and listen to this i want you to notice that the rod is not used for correcting sheep The staff, the tool that's used for guiding, is what corrects the flock. So listen to this. When the shepherd corrects you, he's not beating you. He's guiding you. Come on, somebody. A lot of people, they don't like to be corrected. They don't like to feel that that little prick in their heart uh, when they're they're hearing the preaching or when they're, they're in the presence of God. But listen, if the Lord... Is correcting you. He's he's not punishing you, he's guiding you. Correction is guidance. The the Bible says that who the Lord loves, he corrects. That if if there's no correction, if we don't allow the Lord, if we don't allow the shepherd to correct us, then there's there's no guidance. We're going astray. That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Verse 5. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Listen, you get none of that away from the shepherd. There's a lot of people that have walked away from the flock, walked away from green pastures, walked away uh, out of reach of that, that rod and that staff that say, I'm anointed. I'm going to tell you, there is no fresh anointing. That, that anointing symbolizes the, the blessing and favor of God. Somebody that's walked away from the the flock, somebody that's walked away from the church. There's no fresh anointing there. It's, it's there's not there's there's no blessing and favor of God on somebody on a sheep that has walked away from the flock, walked away from the shepherd. There, there that favor and blessing is not there. What you will find is goodness and mercy, because it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, the Bible says, and uh, that mercy is what brings us back to the flock. That it's the opportunity that we have because of the Lord. His, His mercy is new every morning. Thank the Lord that His mercy is new every morning. But uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, I, I still, you know, I still feel the goodness of God." Well, that's you know, that's because the goodness of God's going to be there. It's going to draw you to repentance, though. And a lot of people say, well, I hear the voice of the Lord. Well, yeah, what you hear is the voice of a shepherd that's calling out for a lost sheep. You you just don't find these things. You don't, you don't get that table. You don't get that uh, fresh anointing. And you don't get that overflowing cup away from the flock and away from the shepherd. Because the shepherd is with the flock. And that's where the guidance and the protection and the correction and all that stuff is at. Verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that with all this talk about being sheep and the Lord being our shepherd and the Lord guiding us, that he ends it by saying, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you leave the house of the Lord, if you're not dwelling in the house of the Lord You're not dwelling where the shepherd's at, and you're not dwelling in the will of God. Listen, a lone sheep is a lost sheep. A lone sheep is a lost sheep. In Luke 15, uh, starting in verse 3, Jesus spake a parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it? When he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. And then he says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. The shepherd had to go find that one sheep that was lost. L-O-S-T, lost. Emphasis on that word. It was lost because it left the flock. And there's a lot of people that say, I'm closer to God than I've ever been. But that sheep was not closer to the shepherd when it left the flock. The shepherd came to come find it throw it over his shoulder, and when he brought it back to the flock, he said, this was my sheep that was lost. It was lost because it left the flock, people. And then that lost sheep was likened to being a sinner that needs to repent. Now, I say this with all the love in my heart, and I'm not singling out anybody. For one thing, I'm in my office alone right now, except Jesus, he's here, and... Uh, and my guardian angel, he's over there, uh, at the Keurig. Um, but, and, and I don't know who's going to listen to this. I don't know who's listening to this right now. I don't know who's going to listen to it, but I'm telling you that if you've wandered away from the church, if you've wandered away from the flock, if you've gotten away from, uh, you know, the people of God and the things of God, you're not closer to the shepherd and you need to repent Again, I say that with all the love in my heart. If you're hearing me right now, you need to know that you need to repent if you've wandered away from the flock. You need to let the shepherd bring you back to the flock. It says in one place that Jesus was moved with compassion for the people because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. They fainted they were scattered abroad they were like sheep with no shepherd. Then he told the disciples that the harvest is plenteous. The harvest we want to see consists of people who aren't in the flock. It consists of people that have no shepherd. And Peter said that we we were like sheep that were going astray, but now are returned unto the shepherd and bishop of our souls. Listen, in Matthew 7:15 it says the Lord said, "Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves." You know where that wolf got the sheep's clothing? It got it from a sheep that it killed and skinned. There are people that are false prophets. They're false. They're fake. That look like sheep and sound like sheep. But they're wolves. Prophet is defined as a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God. And there are prophets given by God. Thankful for it but we're to beware of false prophets. If it's false, it isn't truth. And what we read is, thy word is truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If it's outside of the word, if it involves going against the word, if it's outside the guidance of the shepherd, it's a lie and it's false. And a sheep that leads you away from the flock is not a sheep at all, but a wolf in sheep's clothing. That sounds harsh, but that's the way it is. It's the truth. A sheep that's trying to say you don't need to be around that, that flock, you don't need to be around all those sheep, you don't need to be under the guidance of that shepherd. I could go as far as to say a sheep that tries to lead you to a different flock is a wolf. But I'm just gonna leave that there. But listen, a sheep that's saying you don't you don't have to, you know, you don't need all that. You don't there there's there's greener pastures over this way. it's not a sheep at all it's a wolf the lord said to his disciples in one place i'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves make no mistake that we are sheep in the midst of wolves the wolves are out there you know what wolves do they kill sheep they don't befriend them they don't they don't Lead them anywhere good, they kill sheep. Shepherds protect sheep from wolves. Do you know what the difference between, you know, knowing that we are sheep in the midst of wolves, you know what the difference between a sheep and a wolf is? Is that wolves don't have a shepherd. And if I am in those green pastures with the flock, and I am in reach of that rod and that staff I'm not going to worry about the wolves because I have my shepherd the Lord is my shepherd getting ready to wrap up here but I just want to say after saying all I've said today that I have gotten through some of the darkest, and lowest, and most difficult times in my life, and times when I f- I felt like, you know, if if I don't have anything else right, if I don't know anything else, if I don't have any other direction, if I don't have anything else that I can say, I knew that I could say, the Lord is my shepherd. I knew that I could say, He restoreth soul I knew that I could say even though I'm walking through the valley with this dark shadow I know that he's with me and I know that his rod and his staff will comfort me and guide me and correct me and protect me and lead me I've gotten through some of the most difficult things in my life because if I remember nothing else I remembered the Lord is my shepherd and I hope that you can remember that. I hope that this episode has encouraged you, blessed you, and just anything that this episode needed to do for you today, I pray that it's done in Jesus' name and that that it's, it's just helped you and that it'll draw us closer to our shepherd. Amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me through this episode. Uh, hey, if you would leave a great review um, and, and give me give me a decent amount of stars uh, on this podcast, uh, it, it helps, and it's not just so I can pat myself on the back, but uh, it, it does help. And, and I, I don't do this just so people can just hear my voice. I, I want to help somebody, and uh, and you know I thank God that that this has helped some people, um, and I give all the glory to God for that. So share this. Uh, you know, leave a good review and share this with your your family, friends, someone you might, uh, you know, you think they might need to hear a specific episode of this podcast that would help them. Do that, uh, and um, and I pray that it will help uh, people and continue to reach further and further. I love you all. I appreciate you. I'm thankful for you, and I will see you again on what was I thinking next time. Take it easy, everybody.